the dancer gauri yes she was special her long hair restricted with a tassel gently bounced off her buoyant form she was in her trance shankar the performing arts scholar on a post doctoral research assignment from a prestigious university in the west and well versed in indian classical dance forms was now looking to study the repertoire of his own country nepal it had been a month that he had come to that tamu or gurung village being drawn by the mine of authentic folk art that was kept alive through the walkway of faith and festivities despite serious cultural erosion he was certainly captivated by the smooth beauty of her young face pleasantly punctuated by the slant of playfully bright dark eyes and an easy contagious smile out of the corner of which peeped an extra incisor but what transfixed him were her feather light feet ankles made prettier with a silver kalli on each he could watch for hours when the nimble frolic of her feet swelled to the exquisitely well-timed swing of her hips and arms the perfect execution of every mudra reflected unalloyed dedication to an unmistakably classical dance the controlled grace was deceptively soft and he could sense the difficulty in the way she tapped her energy the movements were suspiciously different from bharatanatyam or kuchipudi his keen scholarship of dance forms was pointing towards a jaw dropping revelation she was performing something that resembled an extremely rare form the vilasani natyam the temple dance of ancient india deep in the mountains of central nepal the people in that mountainous village were equally bemused with the strange seemingly self-taught outpourings she had started showing the traits when at the age of 11 she trained for the ghatu dance of worship for buddha jayanti with her unmarried friends when the slow beat of drums and the lull of the singing voices led the group of dancers into a trance their movement flowed free of restrictions yet in coordination Gauri alone drew forward from the group and began an unfamiliar movement of such powerful subtlety and grace that the entire village fell captive to her charm. Of course, the natural inclination of the audience was to think that uh, Devi had seized her body or perhaps Queen Yambavati herself had come 
to reside in her. While they danced and sang in lamentation, her story of love, loss and sorrow on the, on the death of her beloved husband, King Pashramu, during the Ghatu performance. Thenceforward, for the next seven years, she was given a place of honour during the rituals. Now, all of eighteen, on the threshold of marriage, she would partake as a dancer in the rituals for the last time. Though she was withdrawn and kept to herself, her special talents seemed only to have improved over the years. The village folk doted upon her. Shankar had been welcomed in the village and ready help with his research was forthcoming. The elders were happy to share their stories and draw him into the simple yet tradition-bound complexity of their way of life. When he discovered Gauri's strange disposition, having watched her rehearse for the festival for over a week, he was spurred by curiosity to know more. He sought permission for an interview with her, to which her parents reluctantly consented. He could ask her anything he wished, they said, but only in the presence of a family member. Shankar approached their neat and well-maintained dwelling the next afternoon. Gauri's grandmother took him to one end of the white and red clay-patterned veranda. There, next to the meal grinder and the beater, a heavy stone jato and a wooden dhiki, she rolled out a straw gundri, inviting him to sit where the warm sunlight wasn't so overwhelming. She and Gauri sat opposite him. A seemingly innocuous beehive looked on from across the courtyard. Gauri bowed her head of open hair. Her tender features were even more delicate with the shiny thickness of freshly washed tresses sliding over her shoulders, framing her face in unassumed perfection. She tucked a dark lock behind her ear. Her innocence was disarming. She seemed completely unaware of her own beauty. Shankar had to handle the interview deftly. He couldn't allow any discomfort or awkwardness to ruin his effort to induce her to share her thoughts. He had to be flexible yet firm with his approach. Gauri, you know that you have a special talent, don't you? I see that uh, you dance differently only when in a trance. Can you recall anything from your childhood that uh, could have influenced your talent? Gauri looked at her grandma. I can only remember my grandmother's fairy stories from my childhood the beautiful apsaras of her folk tales. There were dozens of stories of them. The dance, uh, it just happened to me. 
Her grandmother's eyes lit up with a smile at fond recollections. Whenever we asked her what she would be when she grew up, her only reply since a tiny girl was, Apsara! Gauri! That's a sweet story, but you do understand that your dance is very different from your cultural form. Do you have any memory of how you learnt it? Gauri found a straw end poking out from the Gundri and started playing absent-mindedly with it. It started with the dreams. It was a barely audible mumble. She hung her head and fell quiet. Her grandmother cleared her throat. <clears throat> you see, we haven't spoken about this outside the family. We are here because we feel you are different, educated, so might be able to help. I will, of course, do my best for Gauri. But I have to know everything, Shankar emphasized. Well, Gauri has always slept with me since a child. I've seen her trying to cope with very fitful sleep and difficult emotions. You can see the amulets she wears. Well, therefore, protection from her terrible nightmares. It's clear that the Devi wants to bless her by the gift of her dance, but demons keep tormenting, wanting to tear her apart. She is ravaged in her dreams by inhumanly cruel fiends. The things she sometimes relates of her dreams is beyond anything we could ever imagine. The old lady explained, trembling with the obvious effort. Gauri looked at Shankar then and blushed in embarrassment when he caught her eye. Gauri, I don't know if I can help you, but if I am to try, I need to hear your experience firsthand. Take your time, but it must come out of you. I, I see, I see a great temple in my dreams every day, she finally ventured. In my dreams, I am a bride. My Lord is our Lord. I am the Lord's bride. There's great joy and worship. I'm happy and dance in his praise, glad to belong to him. But, but they don't allow me the joy. They break my body like bread and devour it without ceremony. I'm left at my Lord's feet to repent for their wrongs. I'm taught to be grateful for this feast I can offer of myself. I'm told it's my Lord who partakes of the feasting, not them. 
but my spirit refuses and cries for help still i dance taught by my mother who had been taught by hers she tells me that the lord's bride does not cry shankar was going to let his rational mind lie low and allow gauri's story its credibility he wasn't ready to miss a miracle if there was one here she could have a perfectly explainable medical condition where her nightly trauma was concerned but how could any doctor explain her strange art form gori had no idea what it was yet she performed like one trained for countless years she could be very well experiencing something similar to her past life regression he had heard of past life memories haunting people but to see something concrete manifest from vague dreams was invaluable her dreams were revealing what she might have been in the past she might have been as shocking as it may seem a devdasi perhaps he felt an overwhelming inexplicable urge to understand and do what he could for her he might be in love but who wouldn't despite her obvious timidity and introversion her beauty and mystery were a heady concoction for anyone choosing to drink of it she was 18 and soon to be married just last month the sign of the lamichani clan 3 villages away had been promised her hand in marriage shiva a youth educated in the city shortly set to fly the nest and land somewhere in the west or perhaps even in india with a reasonably cushy job in the information technology industry had been smitten at his first sight of her in a photograph he agreed with the matchmaker that it was enough that she had completed her slc at the village school itself any furthering of her academics could happen even after marriage the matchmaker had casually lumbered up to their door one day bringing along that well-earned bearing of sagacity and practical wisdom which no one in the community could spurn it had been on his ages that many a wayward or disillusioned youth had finally found a stable hearth hearth and home with a shrewdly sought out partner thus his parents had little to disagree with his recommendation of gauri as their son's match in this instance however the matchmaker had been especially supplicated by gauri's grandmother for a discreet appraisal of her marriageability in her heart of hearts she believed that a good marriage would make everything all right shankar wasn't a psychologist but 
He was, after all, an artist. Every art form created by man or woman reflected the cadence of varied emotions. In the performing arts especially, there could be stillness or tumult, anger or joy, grief or shame, submission or uproar in the act. Yet, at conclusion, one was left with precious relief, the catharsis. He could understand that Gauri's evidently past life trauma needed to be addressed such that she could dissipate her pent-up anger and grief enough to undergo her catharsis eventually. But the emptying of the grief could leave a vacuum ridden with anxiety. For a completely new start, she would have to hold on to what she genuinely believed was beautiful within herself. She would have to nurture that aspect and grow away from the dark towards everything that was positive and light. He had boundless faith in the ability of the mind to evolve, discarding debilitating memories. If there had been trauma, there was hope. She had spoken about her troubles. This was a good start in her healing process. There is hope after such trauma, Gauri. Recovery is possible. It takes a lot of courage to reach out for support. But it's the first step in learning to trust yourself and the recovery process, said Shankar. Gauri simply nodded mutely. Tell me, what is the thing that you love to do most? Gauri smiled. I love to dance, of course. Then your dance will now heal you, Shankar promised. I am not a doctor of medicine, but a doctor of dance. Let's allow something we both love to help us, shall we? I will be your teacher and you my good disciple, all right? You will have to learn with honest concentration and act out all that I teach. The dance we will now learn is for all the suppressed anger you may have, more for your own self than for those who wronged you. It also addresses the other emotions you have felt, shame, embarrassment and grief. It is time Shiva came to your aid. We will meet here tomorrow at dawn. Gauri was awestruck that Shankar would be her teacher. She felt trepidation on hearing his prognosis. One more thing. Can you make a small clay toy to symbolize the demons of your nightmares? Think of this as your homework. Gauri gaped but slowly nodded. The next morning, Shankar arrived with an image of the Nataraj. He showed it to Gauri, explaining how Shiva, as portrayed during the 
Rudra Tandav was in the Bhujangatrasita Karana pose with his left leg held across his body at hip level. Every element of the figure contained a deep meaning. Shiva was here at once seen creating and destroying existence, offering the escape hatch from this constant chaos and finally revealing the clue to that escape hatch which is to subdue ignorance do you see this little dwarf the demon dwarf apasmara under shiva's foot he pointed to the bottom of the figure it symbolizes ignorance the demons of your dream also stand for the same they have been trying to weaken you the rudra tandav subdues the demon and that is what you will do to that clay demon you made yesterday you must believe that you are defeating the fiends that haunt you when you trample your apasmara thence through the morning hours of the next few days the teacher inculcated in the disciple the basics of classical mudras and postures his main focus was on explaining and enacting the key symbolism of the nataraj replicating the bhujangatrasita karana pose shankar took gauri through the hand mudras the damaru in the rear right hand symbolizing creation destruction shown by the live flames on his rear left palm that burn to only regenerate and tell us that there is no being there is only becoming protection indicated by the open palm of the forearm concealment indicated by the hidden lower left palm symbolizing illusion or maya and finally the raised left foot combined with the closed hand signifying the option available before the seeker moksha or liberation from ignorance gauri soaked in the knowledge like thirsty earth does water soon she was following with single minded dedication every step to the beat of the strotham sounding out of a music player After several emotionally draining recitals when the day dawned for the final stormy performance bristling with energy Shankar placed her apasmara at her feet to be trampled upon and subdued With this act the rage of years that had choked her saw itself peter out of her system she felt a peace she had never known She had disconnected herself from the pain and was now bringing with her nothing but the beauty and joy from her past the inheritance of her dance Gauri you have overcome a crucial hurdle today you defeated your dwarf of ignorance that is wonderful But remember it is only defeated Apasmara 
cannot be destroyed so one must get up and fight to bring it down time and again in our lives will you ever give up gauri looked up at her guru he saw gratitude in her eyes but there was something else too the vitality of self confidence shankar's heart swelled with love and pride for her she didn't feel so shy anymore nor frightened her smile reflected the clarity of her mind i will never give up again sir she said that night for the first time in all her conscious years she surprised her grandma by sleeping like a baby gone were the fiends that infested her memories she had finally chosen light over darkness she knew her own worth gauri's family was witness to the dramatic leap in self realization that had occurred just when her wedding was in the offing the one development was a happy compliment to the other they sang praises to their lord and couldn't thank shankar enough for his guidance but shankar wasn't so quick to claim that there were no loose ends in fact an extremely important matter still awaited careful handling and in this none but her betroth shiva could help it was true that gauri had refused bravely to keep carrying the hurt of her past but now that she was liberated from that pain it was essential that the positive activity she identified with her dance was carried on even after marriage she should never give up on it a meeting with shiva would have to be set up soon shiva was pleasantly surprised on receiving the missive from gauri he had found her to be bashful and reticent on the day of their betrothal just when he had been looking for an excuse to visit her and tell her about his appointment as a consultant with an it company in south india she herself had reached out an elaborate snack table was arranged to fate the son-in-law at tea despite gauri's mild protest shiva was suitably impressed with everything he tasted gauri's people were overjoyed later gauri and shiva were left alone to talk thank you for coming over began gauri I needed to speak with you urgently. This must be true love, my dear. I too am desperate to share something with you, bantered Shiva with laughter in his voice. I need you to know that I would never do anything to dishonor you, said Gauri. My love, now where does that come from? How could you ever dishonor me? Are you all right? Shiva looked anxious. Please tell me, 
Will you allow me to further my education later on? But of course you must. I wish to study classical Indian dance. Will you help? Hey, that isn't something I know much about, but if it makes you happy, that is what you'll do. Promise, pledge, replied Shiva. And to make things easier for you, you know what I'll do? I'll take a posting in South India. Happy? Any particular dance form you're interested in, by the way? Gauri blissfully reached out to hold his hand. It was a reassuring grip, not too relaxed, not too insistent. Yes, I have a special interest in a particular form. There is a school where I can learn it. I do want to learn as much of it as I can for as long as I live. Oh, that's beautiful passion. I won't mind if you love me just as much though. And does this dance have a name? I will love you, my lord. And my dance both, said Gauri. And yes, it does have a name. It is called Velasani Nati.